All right, so we're back for the second episode of this, um, sitting here with Johnny. And we, one of the things we're going to revisit and just talk about is, and I think a source of confusion in the body right now, and maybe even among people who are, who are trying to prophesy and grow in this, but what, what is the difference between an Old Testament and a New Testament prophet? And what is the, what is the focus? What are they called to do? How is the body? Should we be receiving that? And I would imagine as a prophetic voice, Johnny, it's like people are, are saying, did everything you get right? And if not, are we going to stone you? Or how, how you should view that? What is the, how, how should we think about that as the body? Yeah, Chris, I mean, that's just a, a good question. And, you know, it's like, what's the difference between New Testament prophesying and Old Testament prophesying? Did anything change? And, and we see, you know, prophetic voices around trying to, uh, uh, even sound and be Old Testament like, and and um, what did change with what Jesus did on the cross, and and you know, and so I'm just gonna just my my understanding of it, um, and my understanding of it is that there is a substantial change between Old Testament prophesying and New Testament prophesying. Number one, um, the practical part is in the New Testament, what Jesus did on the cross. And what Jesus' life allowed for us is, you know, someone who's saved has Jesus inside of him. There's also the Holy Spirit, and the Father sent the Holy Spirit. And so we see in the New Testament, we see a lot of um, direction from Scripture to be those who search out the Scriptures, like the Bereans. And we, even in Paul, when he's talking about the prophetic in 1 Corinthians 14, he's like, well, let one prophesy, let two or three prophesy, let the rest judge. You're like, what? We can judge prophecy? By, by him saying that, he's setting a, a reality that did not exist in the Old Testament. There was never, uh, you were never commended to judge um, whether a prophetic word was, um, you know, let's, like you, you determine, pray with the Lord, see what the Holy Spirit tells you, see if your spirit bears with it. No, no, you listen. If he had a prophet, you listen to him. Judgment would come if you did not listen uh, to a prophet, Old Testament time, New Testament, we have Jesus in us. We have the Holy Spirit, and so it's a whole different standard. It's 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 a it's one that um, a, Paul also frames it in clearly that it it happens in an imperfect state. Mm -hmm. I see in part, in, you know, in First uh, Corinthians thirteen, for we see in part, we prophesy in part. And here's a guy who had third heaven revelations and talked about all this stuff, and and he would say we see. We, not you see in part, we see in part, we prophesy in part. And so this thing of imperfect prophesying is actually an acceptable standard in the New Testament because it's not considered um, in the same level of, of drastic, um, there's not such a drastic measure as the Old Testament because the Old Testament, there was, there was not, uh, uh, you didn't have the prerogative of checking with the Holy Spirit. We mm -hmm. don't even know what, honestly, we don't understand even what that type of life was. Mm -hmm. The pre-New Testament mm -hmm. time when Jesus came and he provided of himself what he did on the cross and then the Father sending the Holy Spirit. We have instruments of hearing from God. Instruments is not even the proper terminology for it. So back to understanding the difference. Yeah, the Old Testament people will pull out the scriptures that say, you know, if a prophet says something that doesn't happen, then stone him, uh, etc. And And uh, even in that, you know, it was it was not that clear even in the Old Testament because that's what they wanted to do to Jeremiah because for 40 years he's given prophetic warnings and then never, they don't happen, they don't happen, they don't happen. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, then they, they, they finally do. And so we see Jonah, who was made a fault. He's called the prophet Jonah, but we don't know. Uh, you know there's something powerful about his ministry, but we, we don't actually hear of a judgment word that he gave that, that, hap- that was fulfilled because he goes into Nineveh and he says, hey, you know, he doesn't say if, unless they repent. He just says, 40 days, you got 40 days, it's coming in, you know, incoming. And then it says, but they repented and they turned to the Lord. And it says the Lord repented of what he, or changed. Uh, obviously he knew what they were going to do, but he, he changed what was going to happen for them. And then Jonah gets mad and he, and he says, you always are like that. You tell me to go prophesy judgment, mm-hmm. then you change your mind. And, um, and the Lord's trying to, explained to him, Jonah didn't understand that his gift was that there was such a conviction of sin when he would speak out Mm -hmm. that it would lead people to repentance. Mm -hmm. And so he literally may be a prophet, even of the Old Testament that never had a a prophetic word fulfilled because he would, he said literally, Mm -hmm. every time I give a word, they change, Mm -hmm. they repent and it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So even this idea that the Old Testament was as drastic as a uh, you know, mm-hmm. in our way, some people want to report it even today. Jonah should have been stoned mm-hmm. uh, for prophesying to Nineveh and it not happening. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah should have been stoned. And so that, that, that idea that if a prophet prophesies one thing that's off mm-hmm. and then he should be stoned is done with, that should not, it should not, it really didn't exist mm-hmm. as black and white as people think in the Old Testament. Yeah. But the Old Testament, it was, we want to understand, it was more critical because when the father needed to get a, a message to his, mm-hmm. to his people, he mm-hmm. didn't have, they didn't have their prayer time right. in the Holy Spirit and stuff. There was a voice and you had to follow that voice. And so the standard is a whole nother level. And so right. understanding the difference between those two uh, is, is really something we need to have for, for yeah. As, yeah. as proper guardrails for understanding the prophetic moving on today. Absolutely. And we see this in, in the New Testament, even with James and John, when they yeah. when they asked to call down fire. Maybe you can talk a little yeah, bit yeah. about what you see in, in Jesus' response to that. Yeah, and what Chris is talking about there, you know, is like there is a town they go to and they don't receive Jesus well. And so, uh, you know, James and John, they're like, you know, sons of thunder kind of. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, shall we call down fire like mm-hmm. Elijah? Mm-hmm. They have an Old Testament model in their mind, mm-hmm. the Elijah calling down fire. And I'm afraid we still have people today that still want to, there is a part of the Elijah prophetic that we want to bring uh, even today, but it's not that one right. uh, because he was, he was one that was continually bringing down judgment. Mm-hmm. And so you can see the Lord shaking his head when they, they say, and he, look, he looks at what spirit are you of? I'd like yeah. to see the, you know, the, the whole, the vi- like, it, like it, it just seems like, like, are you just the most clueless people on the planet right, kind of deal? Right. Have you not seen who I am? The Son of Man came not to take lives, but mm-hmm. to give life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's forgotten by some, I won't say just young prophetic voices, but it's a tendency to come in there and mm-hmm. think, I'm going to be the one releasing judgment. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels good in your early days and stages. Mm-hmm. And some of them stick with that uh, deception <laughs> moving forward. But Jesus clearly was establishing this is not that type of Elijah ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm not that. You know, right. he was, people ask, is he the second coming of Elijah? Well, he's very different. He's like, yeah. and just think of it. Uh, as you're trying to release prophetic uh, condemnation on people today, if you're, if you're a young prophet, well, mm-hmm. they did this. Could there be any greater offense on the planet yeah. than mm-hmm. insulting God in the flesh? Mm-hmm. When God in the flesh talks to you, 
no matter what other sin you can think of, if he's there visibly and you don't listen to him and you turn on him and you reject him and maybe chase him out, maybe curse, can there be any worse? Mm -hmm. And if Jesus in the flesh says, don't try to call fire on them, why are we trying to call fire down on any other kind of Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. sin? You know, he tells us, Corinthians, we have the ministry of reconciliation. And I think that's what's not understood is that a prophet, a New Testament prophet, carries also a ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. How do you use this to reconcile people to God mm-hmm. as, as opposed to find fault with people? What we do instead is we draw bullseye around people or cities or places and say, God, send it. Mm-hmm. Send it here. Send it here. And it's just, it's a misuse right. of, 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 of the ministry of the prophetic. Well, I think it's actually, it takes... It's not hard to see what's wrong in anything, in any person. I mean, that's, it's really, you don't need to the be... The gift prophetic. of obvious, I might yeah, say. You don't need to be prophetic to see everything that's wrong, but I think it actually does, it takes a God view to see original design, to see what could be. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what Paul says, you know, we, we see in part, we prophesy in part, but he also says you prophesy according to your faith, you know, and so I'm sure... I, I would say that one of your greatest gifts is, is that of faith. And so maybe you can speak into just what you feel like he's saying when he talks about in part, but also to do it according to your faith. Yeah, well, and combining a couple of things you're bringing up there just in the last uh, few sentences there is, you know, I like to point out the scripture, um, the kingdom of God is like a treasure hid in the field. Mm-hmm. And so what's he saying with that? And, and we apply it, even when we would teach on the prophetic, we would teach it both at a personal level and at a city or nation level. The kingdom of God is not the field, which is another word we could use, the dirt. Because mm-hmm. if you think, what's the field? The field is dirt. If you literally, if you think farmer-like agricultural context, it's the treasure hid in the field. So the kingdom of God is about being able to discover that. That's what prophetic eyes are for. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be eagle eyes, not for the dirt, as Chris and I were just saying. The dirt is the obvious. It really is the gift of obvious. Many people uh, call themselves prophetic, and it really is just a gift of obvious, and they just, uh, quote, have the guts to say it. Mm-hmm. It's called the guts to say it, and I don't, think it's, I don't think there's any value, nor do I think it's prophetic at all to be able to uh, call dirt dirt. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what is is to be able to look into the dirt and see the, tr- the treasure that's there and call it out. Mm-hmm. When you apply that to an individual, you now give an individual an opportunity to live by who they were made, original design, not by the contradictions, not even by their sins and other things taking place. The devil's already reminding everybody 24-7 on that. And, and But what really shocks and helps, and we can you know tell you this of hundreds and hundreds, really thousands and thousands of cases of people just weeping, of hearing the Lord tell them the glorious thing that's in them, even yeah. in the midst of them knowing their junk. They generally know their junk. So you're saying one of the main prophetic things for an individual is you can actually speak identity into yes. them, the, the thing that they can see, because their sins, all these things are so obvious, you yeah. know. but really you can unlock their identity from a, from a God perspective. And, and we apply that uh, to... Cities and nation, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of a documentary we'll have coming out, the nation of Peru, how the Lord used us catalytically uh, to take the nation, help take the nation, go from 90% extreme poverty rate to 2.5% extreme poverty rate because it's the same process. Mm-hmm. You can go, it was my challenge. We went to a terrible city 
and just you could see uh, you know it was just horrible and just the the brokenness and the sense of sin and i was like lord i just kind of want to dust my feet here and release judgment he's like whoa you've been preaching ezekiel 37 prophesying to a valley of dry bones what can you see in this valley of dry bones Mm -hmm. and as i began to see the hope the treasure that's hidden there it literally was treasures that would that would manifest and so one aspect of it, and we're going to get to the the part you also the the part two of according to your faith, is you want to learn to look. There, you know, I don't know who said it the first time, but I say it now. Um, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. Yeah. So be yeah. careful what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for junk, you're going to find it. If you look at something, it's like trying to discern: do they have lust? Do they have fear? You're going to find it. But again, probably somebody with the gift of obvious. Yeah. Uh, I could do that too. Just there, what takes, what takes unique gifting, is to look past that and yeah. look and say, "Wow," and see the treasure that is. So just just from um, that standpoint, you want to do it. Then the part of uh, ministering according to your faith. It's interesting, and and because it doesn't say minister or prophesy according to your giftedness, mm-hmm. but according to your faith. Right. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I used to really struggle with the fact that many of the things that I prophesied didn't come from a high, what's called a high prophetic level in the sense I wasn't taken in the spirit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an angel talking to me. It wasn't God's audible voice. It was just, you know, anywhere from an impression to a picture I would see, mm-hmm. uh, a faint picture in my, in, in my mind. And, but I would say it and then it would happen. And then it would happen over and over, just like the city we're talking about, where I say there's going to be two silver mines discovered. I mean, two salt mines and a silver mine, a zinc mine, and treasures and treasures, et cetera, et cetera. It was literally just seeing, as it were, a picture. You call it your mind's eye, but just mm-hmm. think of, you know, if I were to mention to you and say to you the word uh, apple, yeah. and and you see the formation of stuff. If I say green apple, you you just saw a color. And it's faint, but it's on a screen of, of, you call it the screen of your imagination, your mind's eye. If I say a red apple, now it's an orange. Everywhere when we're describing changes, you learn to pay attention to that screen, especially when you're in the spirit, we'll say, especially when you're looking to him. Mm -hmm. You learn to pay attention to that screen. And then you, of course, there's testing it. And so I would... I would, from that screen, uh, uh, I, I, I prophesied president of a nation. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, but I didn't do it my first prophetic word. That's why I prophesy according right, to faith. Right. I would, my faith level built up. I'd say sometimes it's almost like you can have a, a, a bazooka, a prophetic bazooka, which is a high level, high powered mm-hmm. gift, or you can have a prophetic pocket knife. Mm-hmm. But a pocket knife can, if you... If you use it with more skill and more faith, mm-hmm. you can do more than the yeah. bazooka. And so you prophesy according to your faith. Yeah. And so you grow in the usage of the gifting he's given you the way it comes to you. Yeah. And I've seen people with open visions. Yeah. They'll tell me. I've had prophetic friends. And I saw, and they'll tell me, I was taking the spirit. I saw this, but I don't know if it's true. And I go, how can you even? Yeah. The faith level, they had a high level of the prophetic, almost no faith to accompany to it. Accompany so they were going to do nothing with it. Yeah. So help me understand this because it feels like there's two 
guardrails that we're talking about. I, I would say them two, two extremes. You have the camp right now who's saying, okay, the coronavirus is here. This is the pestilence of the end times. You know, I mean, there's not, they're not pre-calling it. They're seeing it and they're saying what this is. They're basically making a, a you know, a declaration about what yeah. this is, like we just talked about. You also have the, like the name it and claim it camp, or you, the press, yeah. you know this part, this kind of yeah. Where do, what's the balance in between that? How would you how would you instruct someone, or how how do you process that? And that that is a a good a good question because uh, you know the camp of whether it's name it claim it extreme faith or something can seem like they're the unrealistic camp, and um, and they're. You know, and we've been apart, and we've experienced scenarios where, um, you know, I have the contradiction. My, my own father um, had Parkinson's disease, and he was every single day for the last 15 years of his life. I think he read the faith scriptures: "By his stripes I am healed," and and he said them over and over, and had multiple uh, prayer times, and and my mom would set up, you know, fasts for for him to be uh, healed from it. And, and, you know, he never was. And so you say, well, it didn't work just to uh, name and claim it. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, that, so that, you know, that just hangs around there. And then there's the other end. It was, it's like it was the new, I took a picture of it as Fox News uh, yesterday. And it literally like, is world in peril. The worst is yet to come. I'm like, I just cannot think of something uh, more negative to put on more the negative <laughs> demonic to and more agreement uh you know that's why uh, i'll this is just an extra part but fox news though there are some good people on there there's a reason the same people that own abc own fox news they're part of the same um engine that really champions bad bad news and or said in a in a, in a fearful way so i don't think being able to frame news and a report in a fearful way is ever right or good. We'll just say that because we're talking about two ditches. You know, the path of life, as they mm-hmm. say, is there's a great path and there's a ditch on, on either you're side. Saying, yeah. And we're kind of, that's what you're talking about. There's a, how do we stay out of the ditches? How do we stay out of the ditch? Of, no, 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 it's not really happening. It's not really happening. Or, uh, or, or, or uh, you know, the one of, uh, I just quoted Fox News was saying, and we want to stay out of that ditch and realize again back to what we were saying before. Anything that carries hopelessness, anything that carries fear, anything that you can imagine that upon someone hearing it, that's what it's releasing into can't be good. Mm-hmm. There's there's no again every correction that the Lord ever did, uh, in even scripturally, biblically through His prophets, there was. But I you know I have this. Here's what I want to do, and here's how I you know whether it's the seven churches. In, in Revelation, the seven churches in Revelation, you know, there were words, uh, there was, there was a, you know, call to repentance, but he would, he would always start, I call it the sandwich approach of God. You'd start with, hey, you've tested those who say they're apostles and are not, but here's what you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. And he who overcomes, it's like the sandwich was like, yeah. that's just his way of talking. Yeah. He'll, even when he has a correction, he starts with something hopeful, yeah. ends with something hopeful. Mm-hmm. And so that's, we, that's how you stay out that's of the that, spirit. That's yeah. to stay out of the ditch on on the left side. On the right side, sometimes it just or often it's just the Lord can decide that. And sometimes we don't know ourselves. Are we making a stand of faith or are we making a stand of presumption? Right. I think it's probably one of the hardest things to know. Totally. Am I making yeah. a stand of faith or a stand of presumption? And am I listening to a word and and uh, ignoring um, you know 
I don't want to say wisdom because I tell you what, the path of faith never makes, not, not sometimes, but never makes total sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. it wouldn't be faith yeah. if so. It's right. by the very nature of the name itself, faith violates what we Human might even call yeah, common sense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. logic. Uh, and he says we enter the promises by faith. Without mm-hmm. faith, it mm-hmm. is impossible to please God. The children of Israel, literally, you look at it, how are they exposed to cross initially the Red Sea? Well, you're supposed to walk through dry land and then, you, and then you're going to go through the desert and then you know, only gather enough manna for the day because it's coming again yeah. tomorrow. It's faith, faith, faith. Then take up camp, go through the Jordan River, um, you can imagine the conversations from the young people who aren't serving God mm-hmm. so strongly. Then, hey, we're going to tear down camp because we're going right. to be able to walk through the water tomorrow. Yeah. Why don't we just try that first? <laughs> and then it's worse yet. You know, no, it's when it's when the priests start walking on this particular day. Yeah. You can imagine the priests among themselves. You know, hey guys, I, yesterday I started walking and I was just going under. And it's like, well, that wasn't the day we're supposed to do it. <laughs> right. You know, so it, it's it is wrought with risk yeah. to take faith to take yeah. faith. But we really, it's so personal on that side. I think that's almost staying out of the ditch. You can't point at somebody and and based on the level of risk he's taking, Mm -hmm. you can't decide for him if he's hearing from God or not hearing from God. You have to, that has to be wrestled out between uh, uh, him and God. You know, you have the people who won't take medicine and then they get sick of all kinds of other things as well. Like you should have taken, maybe. But I think that's the way we stay out of that ditch is yeah. number recognize it's not so it's not as easy this side where it's like yeah anything yeah. that's fear based right. hopelessness based that ain't good no matter what totally even if you're right you're wrong right. even if you're right about the judgment or the negative thing you're wrong because you didn't bring it in the spirit of good news right that's just how he does things right but then the other side okay presumption I like or that faith. presumption yeah. versus faith just how to how to Navigate, wrestle with that yeah, tension yeah. you know. Because I think everyone who's listening, I think everyone has a story of where they've wrestled with that, and it yeah. didn't net out in the way that their faith led them to be. And so I think almost on the on the when you get over that experience, whatever it is, what you believe about God is going to be the thing that gets affected potentially. Yeah, yeah and it's going to be the thing that anchors you to yeah. the next decision you have to make in life. So I think that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, well, on our next one, I think this is going to interest a lot of people. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about eschatology, um, kingdom mindset, how prophesying influences that. So you don't want to miss that. Um, join us. Join us for that next. This podcast was made available by contributions from listeners like you. To donate, go online to restore7.org. Thank you.